Hey, what it do, sports fans? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast brought to you by Multimedia Live. I'm Sboom Jigeliso, your host, and I will be joined by various guests on this exciting new podcast to discuss the latest ins and outs of the sporting world. All live sports has come to a grinding halt. Seems like a long time since we had live sports. Man, I was just watching Super Rugby and thinking, this is the last weekend of watching Bulls, Stormers, Sharks. I mean, Sharks beating the Stormers in Durban. Probably one of the biggest matches of the year. It's certainly the biggest local derby this year. Those two teams were head and shoulders above all the other teams in the competition, as far as South African teams are concerned, Bulls unlucky uh, to to go down against the Reds. They had a shocking last 60 minutes. They started like a house on fire in uh, Brisbane in the first 30 minutes. And I was watching that game rather a bit saddened by the fact that I'll have to spend the next few weeks and pro- possibly months not knowing exactly what's going to happen in the sporting world i mean here i am speaking to you from a sporting perspective not knowing really when it is that we'll be able to resume normal service or whether or not normal service will ever resume after the coronavirus has impacted all sports around the world but i'll get into who said what and um, what each federation some of the countries and some of the big international governing bodies the decisions they've taken as far as the future of their sporting codes. And I have to feel for Liverpool fans, uh, they've been waiting 30 years for, to see their team lift the English Premiership trophy. And now that they can almost smell it and taste it and touch it, they can't do that because of the coronavirus. And, you know, it is unfortunate. Some people say that the season should be null and void. I don't necessarily agree because, you know, it it just does feel like a waste of resources, a waste of a year, a good year where a lot of teams have put in their blood, sweat and tears. It's been rough for my team, Chelsea, of course, but um, I'll take I'll take fourth place. I'll take any result as long as it's a result. And I'm certain that we can rebuild from next year. Um, before I rattle off into the list of suspended events, we were planning to have somebody who's going to analyze for us the exact economic impact of the coronavirus uh, on, on the sporting economy. But unfortunately, we couldn't speak to him. I was uh, hoping to speak to Prof. Steve Cornelius. Uh, I might still do so in the coming week for the next episode because he's just come back from Italy, in fact, and he is in self-quarantine. Uh, waiting for the good professor. He's one of the committee members from South Africa who are in the International Olympic Committee Board. And I wanted to chat to him just about the Olympics still going ahead, despite the fact that all the other qualifying events have, you know, been postponed or some of them even can't. So who in the world is going to qualify for these Tokyo Games? Um, that are meant to start in July if there's nobody who's actually done the qualifying during the qualifying events, whereas everyone is closed shop at this very moment. So I really, really don't know what's going to happen, man. And uh, I certainly hope all the right decisions are being made at higher levels, of course, than where I'm sitting at the moment. 
And just to go through some of the major talking points as far as sporting federations and what's going to happen in the very near future, the Court of Arbitration for Sport, CAS, will not proceed with any cases until May. This means that Manchester City's appeal of the two-year Champions League ban imposed on them by UEFA is going to face significant delays. Now, the NBA, NFL, MLB, MLR, and the Boston Marathon are amongst the major United States events that have already been suspended. The Euros, Euro 2020, which were meant to be held in the off-season, have now been moved to the 11th of June next year, 2021. So too has the Copa America. All UEFA competitions, the Champions League, Europa League, and a whole host of football leagues around the world like the English Premier League, German Bundesliga, Spanish La Liga, Italian Serie A have all been put on hold. All your favorite leagues, man. Nothing to watch at this very moment. Now, the Premier League, um, or the FA rather, that uh, governs football in England, put out this statement on Thursday, which I'll read out for you pretty quickly. The FA Premier League EFL and Women's Professional Game, together with the PFA and LMA, Understand we are in unprecedented times and our thoughts are with everyone affected by COVID-19. We are united in our commitment to finding ways of resuming the 2019-2020 football season and ensuring all domestic and European club leagues and cup matches are played as soon as it is safe and possible to do so. We have collectively supported UEFA in postponing Euro 2020 to create space in the calendar to ensure domestic and European club league and cup matches have an increased opportunity to be played and in so doing, maintain the integrity of each competition. The FA's rules and regulations state that the season shall terminate no later than 1st of June and each competition shall within the limit laid down by the FA determine the length of its own playing season. However, the FA's board has agreed for this limit to be extended indefinitely for the 2019-2020 season in relation to professional football. Additionally, we have, that's the FA that is, collectively agreed that the professional game in England will be further postponed until no earlier than the 30th of April. That means that there will be no football at least until the 30th of April. The progress of COVID-19 remains unclear and we can reassure everyone that the health and welfare of players, supporters and staff are our priority. We will continue to follow government advice and work collaboratively to keep the situation under review and explore all options available to find ways of resuming the season when the conditions allow. We would all like to re-emphasize that our thoughts are with everyone affected by COVID-19. Now, in other sports, such as golf, the U.S. Masters, which were meant to take place in April, have been moved to a date that's yet to be announced by the U.S. PGA. The PGA Tour as a whole has been scrapped until May the 10th, and the European Tour will only return on April the 30th. Sadly, Super Rugby, like I said, is also on hold, but for an indefinite period. The last round was played last weekend, except for the Jaguars versus Highlanders game, which was postponed because of the New Zealand travel ban that came into effect at the end of last week. Now, SA Rugby has cancelled all alignment camps for all their age groups and competitions that fall under their auspices. 
Overseas Six Nation matches have been postponed. So too has English Premiership Rugby until the 14th of April. Bulls and Lions team members, coaching staff as well as support staff are currently undergoing a 14-day self-quarantine after arriving back early from their tours of Australasia. Now, French Open organizers have shook the sport by moving the flagship clay court Grand Slam to the 20th of September without consulting any of the other tennis federations or tournaments. This date will see a clash with Roger Federer's Lever Cup and a whole host of other ATP and WTA events. It's also just six days after the conclusion of the US Open at Flushing Meadows. And that decision has been called selfish by some in the tennis circuit. Now, cricket has also made an announcement about its COVID-19 contingency plans. This following the canned ODI tour, uh, ODI Proteus tour to India that was supposed to still be taking place. Here is Cricket South Africa CEO Jacques Fall talking about stopping all cricket at all levels from development to professional and senior ranks for a period of up to 60 days. He also urged other leaders from different sporting codes to, and I quote, do the right thing by not going ahead with their planned activities amidst this current pandemic. Yeah, we've stopped all cricket activities for the next 60 days. Um, that includes the 50-hour competition, the Morday competition, but also all other cricket and cricket activities. We've got a lot of activities within the development space um, during the off-season, so that's been stopped as well. We encourage people to act very responsibly. Um, the world's in crisis. We've got to react in a way um, that safeguards lives. Uh, we met with the minister in, in a very good meeting, and I think the theme that came out, out of that is a life saved today is a fan for tomorrow. So we encourage people that even some of the leagues, not on our auspices, please do the right thing. Um, don't go ahead with the activities. Um, the Cricket South Africa Board has established an exco of three board members uh, to speed up the uh, decision making. They've made money available should the coronavirus need uh, to be addressed with immediate expenses. There will be a strategy that's rolled out for all staff working in cricket. That will be done in the next um, week. Um, this is a, a very serious situation and we've got to safeguard people uh, as far as possible. So we call on all people within cricket um, to do the right thing here. Yeah, staff's going to work remotely. We'll have a protocol in terms of, of testing, but uh, where possible, staff will work remotely. We've got the Proteas back, um, which is, is wonderful. So uh, it will be ma- uh, managed um, on, a, on a weekly basis. But again, you know, safety, safety first for all staff and all people involved. Yeah, look, we stopped all activities at this stage. So that, that's where we are. Um, We'll play it um, as it develops, uh, the virus, and we'll also look at uh, best practices around the world. I've got to compliment Dr. Um, Shoaib Manjra and uh, Ash Ramji for um, the sterling leadership that they've provided, and they will be in future also uh, providing us um, direction in, in this so that we have a medical expert opinion going forward. We've been very fortunate in terms of the timing that uh, we towards the end of our season and there's no incoming tour for a couple of months uh, during the winter. So it hasn't impacted financially that big on us. Uh, 
for now. We've got to take into account uh, the world and the changing of the world financially, and that'll impact. But for now, we've all almost been protected a little bit, but we are planning, we are doing scenario planning. Um, again, we don't want to panic. We don't want to look too far down the road because we need data to react immediately. But for now, um, you know, we've been talking to our sponsors. I want to thank Momentum for allowing us to um, cancel the uh, the tournament. They've been brilliant. Um, I think they've been responsible in, in actually uh, asking us not to go ahead with it. Um, but you know, the world in crisis, the world's got to sit down and, and, and look for problems. So for now, I don't want people to panic too much about our financial situation. There will be a negative impact, but we, I'm sure that we can mitigate it. Yeah, to all our sponsors and stakeholders, thank you for supporting us in this very difficult time. Thank you for understanding and, and, and thank you for reaching out to us and, and assuring us that uh, it is time to stand together. It is a time to stand together. And to our fans out there, you know, do the responsible thing. Um, be safe, um, wash your hands, um, look after your family, protect yourself. Uh, we want to use sport as a, as a voice to go out there and saying to people that there'll be a time where, again, we can celebrate as fans. For now, be safe. Yeah, I want to thank the BCCI for allowing us to recall the protests. It's not an easy decision to, to be made. You know, there's a, a big financial implications for India uh, on it, so we will return. We will honour our agreement and our fixtures, but again, you know, we got to thank them for understanding in this difficult time. Um, you know, the things uh, that they considered was such that the players came first. Yeah, so I guess a lot of people will ask, you know, who wins the 50-over competition in the four days? And, and um, Graham Smith, director of cricket, and, and his department will have a look at it. We had to make an immediate call if the tournament's going on or not. We have a bit more time to decide. How do we distribute uh, um, you know, prize money and how do we award winners? So we've got a bit of time and we'll apply our mind to it. But um, like I said, the immediate call was necessarily because we were in the semi-final phase. But uh, soon we'll communicate that as well. We give all the difficult passes to Graham Smith nowadays so he can deal with it. Well, that was Jacques Fall. Now we switch over to football, local football to be more specific. Where there has been fireworks, I can guarantee you that this, in South African football, they have been having a back and forth for a matter of days, which fortunately, as I'm recording this Thursday, the 19th of March, there has been some resolution. Earlier in the week, the sports Arts and Culture Minister Natim Teto glibly stated that on Tuesday, the 17th of March, the Premier Soccer League could continue their matches but behind closed doors. However, the South African Football Association, and I agree with them on this, uh, its president, Dr. Danny O'Don, uh, rebuffed those statements and said that only SAFA had the authority to govern football and that they decided all football activity must stop at least until the 4th of April. Now listen to Dr. Jordan expressing his reasoning behind the suspension of football matches in South Africa. The idea of playing behind closed doors does not work. On the 16th, we issued a press statement indicating it does not work. There's no evidence anywhere in the world that it's working. Uh, Russia tried to play, then they now postponed. So why should we 
try something that has already failed. And once players or officials become uh, positive and affected, then we want to postpone. Prevention, as the, the doctor said, is better than cure. And therefore, our responsibility is to prevent. And we cannot agree with FIFA, agree with CAF, agree with everybody. Botswana has uh, postponed. Lesotho has postponed. And many of the African countries, from the north, Tunisia, Morocco, you go through Africa. Why must we be the only country that see the danger and refuse to, to react to that danger? We have a responsibility and all the matches will be postponed until the 4th of April. Next, please. Um, we are from Power FM. Um, just maybe also to the dark is this information that is just being shared with us, I understand that there was a meeting yesterday, but this information that is shared with us, has the details, really, really the details been shared with the Minister's office to give them the understanding that whatever this decision that you've taken now, that it can't happen that we play football. Have the details really, really been shared with the Minister's office? On the 16th of March, we issued that press statement, and that press statement did go to the Minister's office, so they should have it. But I sent it again this morning to the minister, and I have updated the minister of what's happening worldwide. So yes, uh, we did try and inform the minister. And yesterday, we were in the meeting with the minister, and I quoted the numerous examples that I repeated here, yesterday in that meeting, and said, from what we saw of those countries who tried playing behind closed doors, everyone had uh, people who, who, who uh, was positive as a result of those matches. And therefore, when we have fewer resources, teams that, uh, and hospitals that's not as well equipped as Switzerland and Germany and, and Italy and those countries, uh, that we continue in spite of the fact that they failed. Yes, sir. Thanks. Uh, thanks uh, to the president and the doctor. The president, in terms of, I want to have a clarity in terms of uh, the PSI will be having a meeting tomorrow. Yes, they've suspended the games, but there's a follow up meeting tomorrow to give us a clear indication. Have you been dis, uh, consulted? You did mention that earlier there was supposed to be a meeting this morning. Have you been discussed and uh, consulted about that meeting? Uh, to the doctor, I mean, yes, we've already alluded to the fact briefly about continuing to play the, 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 the matches behind closed doors. But uh, the dangers of saying we continue to play those matches, especially for players, what are the dangerous things? Well, I'll ask the CEO the press statement that we issued where they did indeed send it to the PSL. Uh, I did personally communicate with the chairman of the league and I told him what our position is. I also told him that we're going to have a press conference and put our position uh, because we cannot take the risk. Uh, it's just something that we cannot do. And if our mother bodies all <coughs> push into the position of postponement, even our neighbors, Lesotho uh, and Botswana, and many others on the continent, I don't know on what basis we should proceed when the medical evidence is overwhelming 
That's us. And a day after, we heard from Dr. Danny Yordan, the Premier Soccer League and its Board of Governors met at the PSL offices on Thursday and they came to a decision. Um, the PSL finally brought some order to things when Dr. Irvin Yordan announced late Thursday afternoon that all matches would be suspended until further notice with the view to complete the season no later than the 30th of June. However, the PSL chairman added that the PSL Board of Governors was flexible and this targeted date could be revised after a series of planned meetings. And uh, I want you to listen to Dr. Koza speaking to the media that very Thursday when this announcement was made. The long deliberation on a matter that is complex. Uh, Board of Governors, uh, which was represented by all the teams of the Premier Division and the Great Africa Championship, because of the magnitude and the seriousness of the matter, which the Board of Governors resolved today, that the NSL values the lives of our people, we view the health and safety of our players, staff and stakeholders as paramount. Whilst our intention is to complete the season by no later than the date of June 2020, but because of the existing uncertainties in our country, we shall remain flexible. The Board of Governors has mandated the Executive Committee, assisted by the appointed task team, to take all possible measures to ensure that the NSL's league resuming compliance with the directives issued by the State President with the support and alignment with the National Government. This follows the meeting that uh, was held you know, today and yesterday with the Minister of Sport, Arts and Culture and further consultation will be held uh, at this Board of Governors meeting with the Ministers of Health and Safety and Security. At this point in time, as a Board of Governors, we endeavor to make sure that, you know, the compliance issue are complied with as a matter of agency. Thereafter, the Executive Committee will report to the Board of Governors uh, for the team the duty to resume. And yeah, that's going to have to be a wrap of our episode. Um, really, nothing has gone according to plan in the sporting world as far as things are concerned. But uh, I'm glad I'm able to update everyone up there by putting this together. By the time you hear this, a lot of things might have changed. This is an ever-developing situation and an ever-evolving story. I want to urge everyone out there, please don't force matters. Please maintain uh, and stick to the rules of the social distancing uh, curfews that have been put in place. It really isn't worth it. And if you do feel symptoms, please stay your ass at home or go and get tested. Some of us have been 
uh, stay-at-home husbands for a couple of years now. So we've been waiting for this day for a very long time. We've been prepared. And as I'm recording this from my underground bunker at home, um, you can tell by the quality that is not exactly the multimedia live studios that we're used to. But hey, as needs must this is what we have to do to be able to bring you the content that we want to bring you. And that is it from this week's episode of the Sports Live Podcast. That's it for me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, Cashbox, Pocket Cast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag SportsLive. Share your comments with us at TimesLive or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the Multimedia Live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department, headed by Mninawa Mchana Ntoko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now.